Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to Rain Over Money. This is Kevin Hissong coming to you with episode eight, which today will be choosing and working with a financial advisor. Uh, this is an episode that I have spent a lot of time trying to decide how I wanted to approach. And the reason behind that is I know a lot of financial advisors. I worked with financial advisors. They were my clients for 25 years or so. And um, I've had a chance to meet some of the best of the best across the nation, uh, speak at conferences with them, work with them, workshops, work with their clients directly. Uh, and I learned a lot. And in, in that time and navigating the different avenues of uh, how financial advisors are set up and structured, I uh, learned a lot. And hopefully through this episode and probably uh, at least another episode, I don't think I'm going to be able to get completely through it. I'm going to go high level on this one and then maybe get a little more detailed down the road. Uh, but for the next 15, 20 minutes, we're going to talk about how you can choose and work with a financial advisor. And if you're already working with a financial advisor, great. Uh, this may give you some reference for some things to, um, you know, maybe talk to your financial advisor about, ask questions, or uh, you know, just maybe happy with one. And uh, what you hear here may check all the boxes and uh, allow you to continue on your way. So before we get uh, too far into this, um, let's understand the word financial advisor because it is very convoluted. I'm going to say a financial advisor means any of the following um, financial planner, broker, uh, investment advisor, uh, wirehouse broker, um, financial planner, the, the list goes on and on wealth manager, money manager, there's so many different names for what folks do, which is bottom line to to help you manage your money, uh, get you to and through retirement, along with the many other aspects of the financial world that uh, you know we've discussed on rain over money that come up from time to time, maybe help with budgeting, uh, even mortgage things like that as well. So what's the greatest benefit to working with a financial advisor because there's many people out there um, and I and I see it a lot through through Twitter and you know my, my social media interactions and this and that there, there's a lot of people doing it themselves. And this is an interesting area because you think about uh, the different areas in our lives and what we hire people to do. Uh, obviously, we go to doctor for health reasons. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. I don't think there's any question. We most people go to an insurance agent for their their home and auto insurance and maybe life insurance, and um, you know anything that's a major part of your life you go to an expert for. But but for some reason financial advice is is it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like uh, Jenny Craig Weight Watchers. There's so many how tos out there, and so many people try to do it themselves. And so many different people under the umbrella of financial advice uh, act as acting as a financial advisor out there that can be extremely confusing. So I'm going to give you some tips and some understanding to maybe help you go forward. Or like I said, if you're in a relationship with a financial advisor, uh, maybe some things to think about there. Greatest benefit, I think, to working with a financial advisor, two greatest benefits. Um, one, they help keep you organized. And again, going back to the ROM diamond, the bottom of our diamond was getting organized. And that's really what it's all about. If you can get organized uh, with your finances, you're already five steps ahead in the game. So a financial advisor is there to help you, like I said, to and through retirement, 
to get you organized, understand your assets, where they're at, get you invested in the right things, establish your goals, and uh, attempt to reach those goals over the year and, and tweak things as you go through your life journeys, whether it's, uh, you know, different jobs, kids, uh, other issues that may come up in life, whatever it may be, uh, an advisor is there to help navigate you through that financial coach, whatever you want to say, you know, that's another term uh, they get used quite often. So one of the benefits keeping you organized and and really it goes hand in hand with the other one, which is I really think keeping you on pace to work towards your goals. One of the, the, the most important things I think a financial advisor should do when you first sit down with an advisor in that initial interview process between the advisor asking you questions is you also asking the advisor questions. And there's a lot of resources on the web and I'll put a couple links on the website of questions you should ask a financial advisor, um, but it's really establishing your goals. And I think if you, if, you, if you think about it for a second, a lot of people don't know what they want their goals to be. Um, I, for instance, knew that I, I did not want to work a nine to five job until uh, 70 years old or whatever it may be, and then retire for a couple years. I mean, my dad worked till 62, uh, loved retirement at 62, got to enjoy it for four years and passed away of a heart attack. So, you know, j just seeing things like that have, have kind of formed my way of thinking. And, and even before that, I, uh, I knew uh, I didn't love work <laughs> and, and I, I like working on things that I get to control, but at the same point, uh, always had an idea to, to retire early and I'm kind of in the, the semi steps of that right now. Um, so really keeping you organized, working towards your goals. So how do advisors get paid? One of the biggest questions that come up, how do advisors get paid? They get paid a few different ways. They get paid by commissions. They could be called fee-based. Fee-based advisors primarily get paid by either commissions or by charging a fees on the assets they're managing for you. So let's say you have $100,000 invested with that advisor, they charge a 1% management fee, you're going to pay them $1,000 a year, and usually that comes out of the investments. Uh, some folks do decide to write a separate check so it doesn't come out of the investments, but fee-based is a combination of commissions and fees. Uh, the next is fee-only advisor. Uh, this is the, the channel or the, the, the group of advisors I worked the most with in my career. Um, just as it says, fee only. They work only for a fee. There is no commissions involved. They charge an asset management fee or a flat fee uh, based on the assets that you have with the advisor and their firm. So commissions, fee-based, fee only. And then the two that you don't see so much, uh, there's hourly advisors uh, that kind of work like a I don't know, like an attorney or lawyer, maybe they charge you a hundred bucks per session or 150 bucks per session, whatever it may be. Um, that's an option out there. And then there are salaried advisors too that just work with firms and they're paid a salary. So that is a fair question to ask your advisor. How do you get paid? Uh, it's one of the, the biggest questions you should ask um, is, is how to get paid. And that brings up probably the next biggest question and and probably the the most important question i mean you're curious and you want to know how an advisor is going to get paid but the most important question you can ask an advisor is are you a fiduciary are you a fiduciary look it up the word fiduciary may not know what it means may not have come across it what that means and and i'm just paraphrasing here so don't take this word for word but a fiduciary has to put your interest ahead of their interest. And there are only select financial advisors that hold themselves to that fiduciary standard. 
they are primarily registered investment advisors um, that hold themselves out to be financial advisors. They are registered investment advisors, they are investment advisors under the Registered Investment Advisory Act of 1940, and they hold themselves to be a fiduciary, which means they have to put their, yeah, sorry, they have to put your interest ahead of theirs. Why is that a big deal? Think about it. Um, and I'm not banging on commission advisors here because I'm going to talk in a second about you work with whoever you're comfortable with. But a commission advisor, uh, let's say they can put you in something, uh, two very similar investments, one that pays them a 6% commission, one that pays them a 4% commission. If everything's equal, which one are they going to take? Uh, or if, um, let, let, that's, that's maybe a bad example. Let's say the one that pays a 6% commission um, has a, a larger fee to it, a larger internal expense. So it's going to cost you more money over the long run. And the one that pays them a 4% commission is, uh, is less of a fee. So it's going to cost you long, less money over, to, over the long run. Same investments that we're talking about here. A fiduciary would put you in the lower cost option because that is in your best interest. Somebody that is not a fiduciary, they can do whatever they want. And in most cases, they're gonna get paid the commission that, that pays them higher. That's a, uh, a bias when it comes to commissions that's tough. And again, I don't wanna bang on commission advisors because there's plenty of good ones out there. And there's plenty of advisors out there that don't fall under the fiduciary rule that do treat their clients as a fiduciary. So I think that's a great question to come up and a great question to ask somebody that's an investment advisor, whether it's one that you already have or one that you're looking hiring is, are you a, a fiduciary? Uh, if they say yes, great. If they say no, that sends off a, a flag in the air. And if they say I'm not, but then you kind of get into this, this area with, you know, I do the best for my clients. I'm not tied to the fiduciary rule, but I'm trying to do the best for my clients but they're not held to that rule. People that work on commissions, people that work for a broker dealer, people that work for wirehouses, they are held to a lesser standard than the fiduciary rule. And it's called a suitability rule. And uh, this is something, I was a principal of a broker dealer for years. Uh, you had to make sure as the principal of a broker dealer that the investments that a client was being put into were suitable based on the information that advisor knows. So there's a different level in, um, in compliance and there's a different level of regulation in something that's suitable for you. Like, yeah, I mean, this, this product that's a little, little more expensive for you is suitable for you, but I get paid a more of a commission for it versus a fiduciary that says, I have to put you in this one because it's less expensive and it's, it's better off for you in the long run as a client. So I know that can be a little... Um, a little confusing, especially if you're just hearing the term fiduciary for a first time, but I'll put some additional information on the web with some links to what I think are some good articles that explain that a little more in detail and we can get into that down the road. Um, but going back to the broader thing I was saying about, you know, not banging on commission advisors or fee based advisors and not saying fee only advisors are the way to go because I again worked with fee only advisors for 25 plus years many great fiduciaries out there but there are also advisors out there that frankly i thought charged too much uh they were charging their clients too much for what they were doing and um maybe uh, you know even even ran across a couple that did get in trouble with the sec and some other regulators so um 
you know, it, it's, it's a tough world out there. There's always very good people and there's always a few that bring down the entire industry. And that's the case, no matter you're talking about commission advisors, fee-based advisors, hourly or fee only. I think first and foremost, you wanna feel good and you wanna feel trustworthy with someone you're working with. If you've worked with somebody for a long time, maybe they're not a fiduciary, maybe they are a commission uh, advisor, but you trust in them, they've done a good job for you, then by all means, stay with them. I mean, that's fantastic because the, the, this is a relationship you want to last your lifetime. You're starting out young and you want that advisor and that relationship to grow over time. And, and the best scenario is when an advisor can not only help a client obtain their goals for retirement, but then have a successful retirement and reach all the other goals, sending their kids to school by helping buy their kids a first house, planning for uh, you know a daughter or son's wedding, buying a retirement home, whatever it may be. Um, all those things are so important for a financial advisor. So, so again, I don't wanna bang and get too deep into the details. I just want you to understand the terms fiduciary and suitability, but by all means, go with who you, you, you trust you're gonna go with. And you're gonna do that anyways. I think this is part of rain over money is all I can do is throw this information out there. You're going to do what you want to do over time. Um, another couple ideas you can do is if you're interviewing or you want to research the person you're working with or looking to work with, there's a couple ideas. And this is also something uh, I use this actually to train our marketing and salespeople uh, when I was in the, uh, the world working with advisors is you can do a little detective work behind the scenes because there is so much information that advisors do have to put out there, uh, whether it's with FINRA, which is a, a governing body, the SEC, uh, whatever it may be. So one thing you can do is go out to brokercheck.org all one word, brokercheck.org. Uh, hey, pull up my name, uh, just an example. Type in Kevin Hissong, pull up me on brokercheck. You can see how long I've been licensed. Um, one thing that's very important that you can see out there is if there's any disclosures or um, legal actions against an advisor. So you go out there, um, boy, I, I sure hope I don't think I have any, any disclosures out there, uh, but you can go out, you can see any information and you, get, you can even read the disclosures if there is any, any against an advisor. Sometimes there could be a disclosure brought up by a client. It may be settled. Uh, there may have been no fault to the advisor, but all that information has to be put out there. It's very open book, very transparent. So brokercheck.org, great place to see your, um, first place to see your financial advisor. If you go out there and you don't see your financial advisor on broker check, but you see something else that says this advisor is not um, licensed with a broker dealer, uh, go to the sec.gov. They are registered as a registered investment advisor. That means they are not associated with a broker dealer, but they are a registered investment advisor. They are probably working in a fee only um, environment or a fee only capacity. And in those instances, you go to sec.gov sec.gov, not the conference, not the football conference, securities and exchange commission.gov. There is a link to something called the IAPD. It is the investment advisor public disclosure site. You can search the firm name, you can search the individual investment advisor, and you can get a ton of information on the firm and the advisor. Uh, you can see how much assets they have under management. You can see disclosures they have. Uh, you can see their brochure which their brochure is pretty much all the information you would be given by that investment advisor to understand their firm. Uh, I mean, you can see their hours, you can see the other locations they have, other advisors that are tied to that firm. There's just a ton of information that you can find out at sec.gov under the IAPD 
uh, search database, investment advisor, public disclosure. So that's a great way to see it. One last thing I'll give you is if you go out to your advisor's website, if you scroll down to the bottom, there will either be a disclosure in small print at the bottom, or there'll be a link to view our disclosures, and you can get a lot of information from there. If you see information that says, these are just kind of keywords, um, securities offered by or securities provided by, and then it'll have a firm name. That means they are an, in, they are an advisor that is tied to a broker dealer. That means they have a firm that they work with that they're tied to that um, probably if they're a fee advisor or commission advisor takes a little cut of their investments, uh, that broker dealer in order to be around. But that broker dealer, think of that as the headquarters and then they have all these investment advisors, financial advisors underneath it. But securities offered by, that means they are licensed to sell securities, which is very important, and they have a broker dealer. And then you may also see investment advisory services offered by. If it says investment advisory services offered by, that means that they work in some capacity as an investment advisor, a registered investment advisor, and they can charge a fee in some capacity. Um, if you're asking me, I think you want an advisor that at least um, is securities licensed and also is set up as an investment advisor. So they can work either commission or via fees. Um, if you don't see any of that information and if your investment advisor, all you see out there is insurance information, I think that's a yellow flag. That's a caution flag. Now, that investment advisor may have a side business that is purely insurance, but also may have another website that is their security side of things. But if your investment advisor can only offer you insurance, that is not an investment advisor. That is an insurance agent. And that should not be your financial planner. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty, um, I feel pretty solid in saying that. Uh, you go to an insurance agent for your life insurance, your health insurance, um, your auto insurance, things like that. But when it comes to your financial planning, somebody should be at least be securities licensed, which means they can offer stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs. Uh, I'm just thinking of other things I've used, uh, individual bonds, individual stocks, municipal bonds, maybe even options or derivatives. Uh, all that should be able to be offered because at one time or another, all those different pieces are going to come together under our holistic financial plan uh, and the investment advisor should be able to have access to all those tools won't say they use all those tools they may not like using options and individual stocks and bonds but hey if that's something you want in your portfolio then you should find an advisor that offers those different types of solutions uh, and so again insurance agent somebody touting insurance as, a, as an end-all be-all solution uh, be very wary of that and believe me, I spent a lot of my time in, in my career working for people that, um, you know, insurance was a big component of their business, but they were also securities licensed. So there can be an overlap between the two and be a very sound business model. Uh, but just standalone insurance, you need to be careful with that. A lot of information I covered there in a short amount of time. I hope I didn't go too deep for an initial um, piece on this, but I really hope that this gives you an idea uh, from somebody that's been in the business for a long time, what I'm looking for, what I see out there. And uh, if you've got any questions, do not hesitate to contact Rain Over Money. Love to point you in a direction. I've worked with many financial advisors that I would recommend in a heartbeat. 
And I've worked with a few that I would never recommend. So, <laughs> uh, and I've worked with them all over the nation. So wherever you're listening to this, uh, if you've got questions about working with an investment advisor, I may very well know them. I've worked with a few thousand uh, individually over my uh, lifetime and career. So uh, I may know them personally. So do not be afraid to reach out to Rain Over Money or reach out to myself via the website via Twitter, YouTube, whatever, and wherever you're listening to this and uh, give me a shout out, see if I can help you out. That's what I'm here to do. So again, I wanna thank you so much for uh, joining me for another episode of Rain Over Money and helping you choose and work with a financial advisor. We'll follow up and go even more in detail down the road on this, but I hope it was a good precursor and leads you on a, on a step to finding someone to help you work with your money and lead you to and through retirement. Again, I'm Kevin Hissong with Rain Over Money. Thank you so much for joining me today, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Take care.